0: Hello, everyone. This is Ricky Baez from the HR Talk podcast coming to you from Orlando, Florida. But you know that already. I don't know why I keep saying that. Um, Wanted to welcome you to Episode 287 Facebook Live Edition. Dave and I are back at it again. Uh, This time we're talking about the COVID-19 vaccine, our thoughts, our fears our comforts with getting the vaccine, not getting the uh, the vaccine. And we take a little deep dive into what organizations should do in case, or not organizations, what employees should do in case um, their organization requires them. So um, we do take a deep dive into that as well. We talked about, the cruise industry, how the COVID-19 vaccine standards was happening in uh, in America today are affecting the travel industry and also at work. Uh, we also took a little, a little taste into what it means to put together a training program um, for somebody coming into an organization. But uh, we're going to talk about that more next week. But with that said, uh, oh, also, <laughs> so yes, we also had a social media push. Uh, for the show today, um, on the HR talk page. We went live on Facebook, and for some reason, it went live on the Biesco Learning Facebook live page. And I don't know how that happened. I'll take full blame for that. Um, so for those of you who um, were expecting the show to come on the HR Talk page, I do apologize. Um, but it, it, it was streamed on the Biesco Learning page. So I got to figure out what happened there. But let me tell you, it's not going to happen again. With that said, here's David and I talking about the COVID-19 vaccine. Check it out. Yeah, we're doing good. We are live. We are making it two weeks in a row. Yes, sir. How are you? How have you been in these past two weeks?
1: I'm doing a fantastic, and you want to know why? Why? I haven't gotten fired from my internship.
0: It, it Well, <laughs> you still got some time. It's okay. Well, no, but that's good. That's good that you haven't been fired. Um, I'm happy you're not fired. Uh, I kind of okay, need me you. Too. Yeah, um,
1: the too. The other, the other big thing is uh, I actually got my, my second vaccine. Oh, Monday. OK, and I'll tell you whole. Oh, my goodness. The first one wasn't too bad three weeks ago. It just a little little arm soreness right at the, uh, at the at the site of the vaccine. Got it. But this last one, it kicked my ass. Oh, I'm not re- going to lie. I, I got home Monday and did well. I, I got the shot, did a few errands. And then, um, man, I, I had to take a, I passed out on my couch for like three hours and I could have kept sleeping through the night. But I was like, man, I I don't know if I'll be able to go to sleep. So I better wake up and then yesterday it was like horrible flu like oh. headache uh headache uh body aches um oh man it, it it was miserable and then today i was back to just oh and and today i was just back to being um tired and then now i'm fine so for about it, a day and a half it kicked my ass
0: if you're trying to sell me on the idea for a vaccine or anybody else listening for the vaccine you're doing a horrible job bro
1: but I'm good now, so I don't okay. know what they shot into me, but hey, whatever. Which,
0: can I ask which one was it?
1: Uh, so I got the Pfizer. That's what the uh, – so, so essentially the, I got it through the VA. Okay. Um, I got a text message a month ago, three and a half weeks ago, saying that they were opening up to veterans that had received care okay. um, at the VA. And yeah. so I I was really hesitant. I didn't want to get it. Um, but my parents are both in their 70s. My aunt and uncle that live down here in St. Petersburg are in their 70s. Mm. And so begrud- begrudgingly, I was just like, you know what, I want to be able to see my family more often. I want them to feel more comfortable. So screw it. I'll get it, even though I don't want to.
0: So, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And and thank you for saying that because um, you know, I received care at the VA. As well, I mean that's who I have my my medical coverage through, and um, they sent me that same text message. They called me last week. They called me last week to see if I wanted to come in, and they gave me like this big menu of options of uh, of shots. And you know, I'm I know I'm gonna catch hell for this, but I'm still uneasy with it. Now, for the record, I'm not an anti vaxxer at all. Um, It's I just don't like I it's I I took the the uh, the flu shot one time. In my life, I didn't feel good afterwards because I actually did get sick. Um, but I can count on one hand how many times I've gotten the flu in 20, 30 years, right? And that's sure. two. Twice. <laughs> um, so I just never been a fan of that. So now the other vaccines that has years and years and years of data to show that, yes, it is effective. And yes, it is safe. That obviously I'm OK with. Um, but I know um, I'm, I'm just still a little bit hesitant uh, just because of how quickly it was developed. And I know I'm, I know people are going to talk about how there's a lot of that out there. I get it. It's just my it's just me. It's just my own. I'm, I'm a little bit worried. But the more I review and the more I see, the more comfortable i feel um my sure. my wife had that same shot because you know she's in, in the uh, medical field right so is is uh um they gave them the option and she said you know what i'm gonna go for it she knows a lot uh, about that a lot more than uh, i do um but yeah man um i this time next week i might get it i'm just gonna call them tomorrow and schedule and say all right let me just come in and so i can get my shot so what
1: well, your feelings about the shot pro con i mean they're they're definitely relevant and i'm glad that you shared that um, because maybe there's people out there that be like, oh, I'm in the mi- minority of the way I feel. And, and that's not the case. Yeah. You know, um, one of my reasons for being hesitant is that, you know, when we were in the Marines, we didn't have a choice. We had to get all these different shots. And so I've already had a bunch of stuff pumped in my body more than, than your average everyday U S citizen. And so like, I, I don't want anything more pumped into me. Like, <laughs> I feel like I've already done my duty to my country to be a guinea pig. And so that was one reason I didn't want to get it. And the second one was just like you mentioned, um, all these vaccinations that have had years of testing and all that stuff. And and to me, whether the fear is rational or irrational, um, it it, it did and still does worry me. About well, what are the long-term effects to this? Like, was it put together too too quickly? And I mean, that's how I felt. Whether it's rational or irrational, yeah. that's, that's
0: and, how I felt. And that's how I feel too, right? It's uh, people are saying it's safe right now, but as more and more people take it, we don't know what's going to happen down the road, right? And we don't know if five years down the road um, something else comes up. Next thing you know, there's this big class action lawsuit, and it's it's just going to be a big mess. Again, that's just me overthinking it. Um, it's, I'm sure that there's good data out there. Again, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not one of those folks. Um, uh, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm just need more info. <laughs> so, yeah. but you know what? they no, Go ahead. Yeah, go bro.
1: So I was going to say, I, you know, I don't have, I, I don't work in the medical field. I don't have some inside scoop, but, but my feeling is, is that what we'll end up seeing is, it's going to be like some sort of booster thing. Like they're going to combine it with a flu shot and it's just going to be a one because you know you have different strains and it changes a little bit every year. I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being you know part of the flu shot. But hey, if somebody's out there that has more knowledge about how vaccinations works and all that, um, please share, let us know. Yeah. Hey, this is yeah. actually how it works and no, it would never be that way. Um, I, I'm really interested to, to find out one way Me or too. Other, if somebody has knowledge.
0: Yeah, me too. Because, uh, um, uh, my wife and I have conversations about this almost nightly uh, because she she gets more information and I get more info. Again, I'm just waiting to be informed, but I'm getting more and more comfortable. And uh, yeah, I'm making that call tomorrow and just letting them know that I yet I'm going to go over, I'm going to get my shot, I'm going to get breakfast first. Have you had breakfast at the VA here in Orlando over in Lake Nona? No, I've
1: never <laughs> been. I've never been to Lake Nona. Period. Oh, I've driven by. Yes you it have a lot of times when I get. No, I've never been to the hospital in Lake oh, Nona. Oh, the hospital. I only, I, okay. Yeah, I drive by it. I drive by it on the way uh, to see the face of the yeah. franchise, yeah. but I've never stopped there.
0: Yeah, it, it's, um, I got to tell you, next time you go, let me know. Um, I'm not too far from it, and uh, I'll go ahead and take you there. Their breakfast is top-notch, bro. It is. I'm just saying. So, I at don't know. The, at the VA hospital. At the, in Lake Nona. In Lake Nona. Okay. Yeah, it is. It, it, is awesome. But one thing I did want to talk about um, is that I know um, right now the vaccine is out there. The vaccine, uh, there's a lot of information out there to show um, whether um, it's, uh, well, for, for people to be informed about it. Right now it's an option. And I got a clip here that I want to play for you that kind of, it, it gives the impression in this place of employment is not an option. Let me go ahead and play it real quick and just let me know what you think.
1: Y'all not going to believe this, but the company I work for is trying to make us take the COVID vaccine. Here's the email they sent me. As of today, 3.30, Geotech is the name of the company. They require all employees to get the COVID vaccine by May 30th, 2020. I guess God got other
0: plans for you, boy. (laughs) So, okay. So that's one video, okay? Here's another. There's a follow-up to that, okay? Here it is. Everyone at our company is refusing the COVID vaccine, and we're all planning on quitting together. This is my message to the dispatch. Hello, sir. We got an email about mandatory vaccine. I will not be participating, so I guess this is my two-month notice. I love you, and I will miss you, but I hope to see you again soon.
1: Their response? We all will quit together. Don't worry.
0: All right. Two things. I love you, and I miss you. I'm sorry. To me, that was a little bit odd. But okay, fine. If that's an organization that has that kind of brotherly love towards each other, you know what? More power to them, right? So um, based on that information alone, what do you think?
1: I think his intent was to quit anyways because (laughs) why is Jonathan Davis worried about what he's doing right now? He's about to start touring with the rest of (laughs) corn.
0: All right. Okay, get it. All right. For those of you who don't know, this guy looks like the front man for the band Corn. Huge. uh, Dave and I are huge fans. Um, But yeah. So uh, uh, apparently, this organization is forcing associates um, to to get the COVID nineteen vaccine. Um, I'm not an attorney. So I don't know, but, but I do know, excuse me, that this is going to bring up a lot of legal issues for them. The first one sure. is obviously it's what are they going to do uh, about associates uh, who just come up and say, and they, and they use their right under ADA to say, you know what? Because of religious reasons, medical reasons, for whatever the case may be, I cannot get this, uh, this uh, vaccine. Right. And then the organization, by law, they have to to entertain that notion and have a conversation um, and have dynamic dialogue to see if uh, they can find a reasonable accommodation. The question is going to be, is, letting the, is there isn't a reasonable accommodation and how can they claim hardship for them not to do it? So I would think that would have to claim it's a big safety issue for the organization and I don't know if the legal system is ready for that right now. Now that's from a... Again, from an HR point of view, I'm sure attorneys sort are listening, uh, David Miklis, uh, it's, uh would have something else to, uh, to say about that. But from your perspective, from the outside looking in, uh, forget about Jonathan Davis. Forget about him wanting to quit already because I think you're right. I think he was just looking for a reason to quit, and this is it, so I get that. Uh, but what if what if your employers, uh, your employer or employees for that matter? Let's uh, let's take it back to your management days. Let's say your employees to um, uh, come to you and say, "Hey, look, I don't want to take it," but your employer is saying, "Look, you have to take it." What do you do in that situation?
1: Well, I, I think I well I wonder the first thing is I I wonder if if senior leadership of whatever that company is is betting on them coming out with this policy people not agreeing with it and then they just quit so then they don't have to worry about the outcome of, uh, of things down the road okay yeah. let's do this people aren't gonna uh, like it and there we go we, we downsize for whatever reason you know um, I, I don't think that's a really good route to take yeah. because you know uh, the whole re- the whole rollout of that like what, what was that really in an email like how <laughs> you're gonna let People know yeah. there's a huge change of policy. Uh, uh,
0: a like huge that, change. <laughs> that's
1: what boggles. Like, I mean, we were just talking about you know communication last week with uh, you know bereavement leave and, and how important it is to to have empathy and, and proper communication yeah. with your employees. Um, and here's another example of it, right, right, right here. You know, how how do you think that it's a good idea to? Let your employees know a huge change like this over an email. Now, it, for me personally, yeah. if, I was a, if I was a front line manager in um, in that corporation, I would have been bringing up those same those same questions in a leadership meeting, and people would have been pissed at me for not towing the line and saying, hey, great idea, let's go for it. I would yeah. have been asking questions, you know, and, and they would have been pissed off about it.
0: Well, you know? it, it, so... You're good. You're definitely going down the uh, the uh, right path, right? Because you're right. If this is how you communicate big news, and this is big news, I mean, come on, it's this is this is something that might put them on the limelight when it comes to the media. Um, so if if this is even real, you know, in TikTok, there's a lot of people who go on there just to be TikTok famous, and they say whatever, and make up any stories. But if sure. this is real, if this is legit, yeah, this organization is just asking for trouble. In my opinion, legally, but the boss, even the boss, says, "You know what? If you quit, we'll quit. Everybody quits together," and that's some union type stuff, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's essentially is a strike or a defi- or an indefinite strike because a strike is you stop workage, you get what you want, and then you come back to work. They're just getting up and quitting. So I'm wondering, you see, if I was the HR. Uh, for for that organization, first of all, I would strongly advise against making it mandatory, right? That because to me, that would be the right thing to do. But if for some reason they still go with it, and for some reason I'm still there, how I would respond to this is um, exactly what you were just talking about. Look, if you're going to do something this freaking crazy, and I'm going to stay here and help you with it, then the least you can do is to get in front of the of 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 your of your employees, your leadership, get buy in. From your next leadership get buying from Everybody and have a, a Town hall talk to the associates Better yet listen To their freaking concerns we started This episode sure. right now with you And I voicing voicing our concerns With the with the COVID vac, uh, With the COVID-19 vaccine Could you, Now times that by however many People have that same thought process and, um, and they're at Work and now they have to decide whether They put food on the table or they get this Vaccine that they don't want to get so what I would advise from an HR perspective is just communicate with them and just over-communication is always best, but they have to see you. And like you said, bro, an email, really? Come on. That's just that to me, that's not going to work. It's, it's, I know many
1: of us haven't been to the office in like a year, but you know, still an email that's, that's piss poor. (laughs) I I would love, I, I would love a little more context of, of, of the situation with that, because, you know, I look at, in, in that video, he's got the orange safety vest on. he's got a, a big white truck, he's outside. you know so what's the company and and why would they need to make a policy like that if, if primarily their work is outside? So if you're working outside, I would think you have a better uh, chance of social distancing. So I, I'd love a little bit more context.
0: So you bring up a g- uh, good question there. Um, why? Why are they doing this? Why do they feel like they have to do this? You're right. They have an orange vest. The guy was outside. We can only assume that he's a construction worker or he works outside or a project manager, whatever the case may be. They're outside, right? It's not like they're in an office with an HVAC system that circulates the same air um, in a confined space. And those organizations are required. But this organization here where almost all the employees are, are, are outside, And they have to to get it now as to why I can only imagine, man, that is that the reason they're doing it is some. I don't know, maybe if an attorney or somebody told them or they saw it on TV somewhere, somebody told them, be careful because you don't want to get hit with a lawsuit for somebody coming to work and catching the uh, the virus at work at work. That's work is comp. Right. Um, Worse yet Somebody passes away Because of it The family decides to sue You're going to have It's a pretty nasty issue In your hands From a legal perspective So I get that piece But I think Just to require it It's just a knee-jerk reaction It just is Unless You're in a situation Where Everybody you work with has a weakened immune system, and you not having it create a huge risk for the people, a huge unnecessary risk for the people you you work with. For example, at a hospital, right? Right. They haven't done that yet. They haven't mandated, or at least as the as a, as of this recording, they haven't mandated that as of yet. But from my perspective, I w- I would think that is something. If anybody was to mandate it, would be them, because you know who comes into the hospital? Nobody with a good immune system. <laughs> Right. Right. Weren't you, you were, you were starting to be a nurse before, right? I was. Okay. All right. What drove you to do that?
1: Um, you know, I was still, uh, so when, when you and the face and JC had gotten out of the Marine Corps, I had an opportunity to stay in and do a, a, still work in telecommunications, but do a a different job. Um, and I, I just couldn't pass up the, the, the opportunity that was given to me. Yeah. Uh so I stayed in and then after another four years and deploying to Iraq the first time, um I, I decided that it was time time to get out um and and start college. And so just kind of throwing ideas around of, of what I was passionate about and what I wanted to do. And um, you know, I, I knew that I'm really passionate about helping people. And so just kind of one thing led to another, and then I was like, oh, my uh, grandfather was a nurse, and two of my aunts were nurses, and my cousin was a nurse practitioner. Really? Huh, it runs in my family. Yeah. Okay. And so that's I got out to go to school for nursing, and then you know life kind of took me in a little bit different direction, and so I'm not in the medical field. I wish I was. But
0: well, um, I was going to say you and I have had conversations where you just miss being in the ER. You miss being in the why?
1: Um, because for me and my personality, it it it. it it fulfilled me um you know i mean there was definitely some and uh, i was a patient care technician so essentially i was a, a i could do everything an emt could do but uh, i didn't have a national certification or a state certification for that and um so you know i wasn't a doctor i wasn't a nurse i wasn't pushing any any medication but i was part of a team that you know on a very regular basis was trying to save people's lives and um so obviously I'm helping people. So that fulfilled one thing that was very important to me. And then I would think that many people that join the Marine Corps or that many people that get into certain sports, um, really like adrenaline rushes. Yeah. And so working in the ER and never knowing what was coming in that night, uh, was something I really, really liked. So you know, it was always something different. And so that was the kind of the other side of my personality The I really like a, a adrenaline that um, that kind of fulfilled it as well.
0: So. So, so I mean, I tr- trust me, I totally get it. I couldn't do that job, brother. I I, I I see what my wife goes through every day and I'm like, you got a big heart. You know, because um, especially with with what she does, right, uh, she sure. she cares for people. And I'm pretty sure Dave, that when you've cared for patients, I'm sure most of them were were appreciative. But then there were some that was just not right. And uh, there's oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that kind of to me, I'm like, OK, yeah, I don't know if I could care for you if you're an ass to me. But my wife does a much better job at that. But. Let's say you were still in the medical field. Let's say you were still a nurse, right? Given with how – I know you got your your shot, but do you think that all nurses or medical professionals should, should – for that position, should it be mandatory from, from your personal opinion?
1: That's a good question. I actually – before we went down this road, I was going to ask you about the cruise industry because information going out yeah. saying that you, if you're 18 and above, you have to have vaccination to be on a cruise. That's made me think, well, what about the workers on the cruise ship? Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you about that, but, oh man, that, I, I, I don't, I don't know to make it mandatory. I mean, highly suggested. Okay. Um, but mandatory, I don't know. Or then like, how do you do, you, how, how do you figure out who should be? Who should it be mandatory for, and then who not? Like, well, that's the problem, right? <laughs> like, like, is it just nursing homes? If you work in a nursing home, it, it's mandatory, or in an ER. But if you're in like just a med surge uh, floor, it's not. Um, you know, a, a respiratory, it is, but then you know, uh, physical therapy, it's not. Like, how do you, you know, how do you figure out out that? Well, I don't
0: know. It's I yeah, me either. <laughs> That's right. I was hoping you would know from your uh because it, since since um you've been a nurse and you've been in those situations where you see people um dealing with all kinds of illnesses and low immune systems but the cruise industry, man. So that punched me in the gut. It punched me in the gut because you know I love to cruise. My family and I love to yep. cruise. We used to cruise twice a year and then this thing hit, right? Cuz we we live 45 minutes away and the face is right off the coast. So I get to see him too. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I don't know how I feel about the cruise industry mandating it for people that are over 18. I didn't read that, 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 that actually came out. Anybody, once you start cruising again, anybody over 18 needs to be, needs to have one.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I blew. I mean, can I, I, we can talk about different companies, right?
0: Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Like, so, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I, I, I if, I believe that Royal Caribbean is one of the first to start cruising. And that will be at the beginning of July is when their cruises will start. And Mm -hmm. it's primarily just their private islands and back. That's it, short cruises. Um, And it's anyone, I I may be off just a little bit, but I thought it was 18 and above have to be fully vaccinated. Um, Below the age of 18 has to have a negative test within three days of the cruise, something along those lines.
0: So for the mandatory vaccination, I can only assume that any attorneys or future courts will look at how or businesses, for that matter, are going to look at how the cruise industry handles these going forward. And then that and they're just going to model it. Right. Because I can only imagine a lot of people who do want to cruise. And the company says, you got to be vaccinated. The people say, because of another other condition that I have, I cannot be vaccinated or because of my religious um, beliefs, I cannot sure. be vaccinated. Are they going to be allowed to come on board? And that's going to be one, interesting.
1: I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I'll be super like, I mean, I'm, I'm eyeing. I don't know if I'll do it. I haven't put any money down, but I'm eyeing to go on a cruise at the end of the year um, at, just after Christmas. And if I was to find out that the policy is I have to be vaccinated, which I already am, so no big deal. But if I find out that they don't require their employees on the ship to be vaccinated, but they require their customers to be, yeah, that... I might not go on that cruise line again. I agree. I'd be pissed. Like, how are you going to have that double standard?
0: Yeah, no. So, so you know what? That's a good point. That's a good point. Because if you're going to require um, a guest 18 and above to have it, then – at the very least, you gotta require the, your employees to have it, and then again, it goes back to the original question that we started earlier on the show: is it, it, it's how do you deal with those uh, with those ADA and those religious and medical accommodations? And the only advice I can give to every HR person listening right now is, and business legal right now, is you, it's just for the time being until we figure out how, how this works, you handle it on a case by case basis. Remember, with Americans with Disabilities Act. With the ADA, if somebody um, uh, 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 brings a concern to you and they want an accommodation – regardless how ridiculous you think that accommodation is, the law states that you have to have that dialogue, that dialogue. You got to have a dynamic. You got to have that conversation, right? Um, even if you say no, even if they say I want to go on a, on a cruise ship with a crocodile because that's my, my support animal, right? Um, even if you're like, that's ridiculous. If you shut it down without having that conversation first, you are going to get in trouble. So again, uh, vaccinations at work. Mandatory now, according to this TikTok video, um, it's sounding like a, that, that that company, if it's true, they're forcing people to do it and they're quitting. And uh, the cruise industry, Dave, you, you definitely bring up a good point. Uh, if you're going to require guests to do it, then you have to require the associates to do it. And then again, it goes back to our, our initial question. More to come on that, brother. More to come.
1: I, I hope I hope these corporations are are having some really good conversations behind closed doors. Uh, to yeah. figure out what policy they want to have, what the implications are, um, if they go with, you know, what they decide is is what they want to implement. And then, you know, once they make that decision, I, I really hope they figure out a way to properly roll that out and communicate um, with customers and as
0: well as their uh, their staff. Yeah, I hope so, too, man. So, look, I, it, it's... <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that. I kind of knew they were thinking about it. I didn't know that mandate came out for the cruise industry. That's another punch in the gut because I can't wait to go back in the ship. Um, I know what all these things happening. I don't know who would, but I'm one of those crazy folks that I just, I love it. That's something that I love to do. And uh, to me it's the best bang for the buck when it comes to uh, traveling. So um, that said more to come with that. So Dave, anything else you want to throw out there before we uh, shut it down for the night?
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, these last two weeks we've been talking about communication uh, with a couple different aspects. So, I want to share a quick link, or I guess a quick, uh, quick audio clip. Okay. And uh, see, see what you think. Okay. So hopefully, I, I do this correct. This is the first time I've ever done it. You know, the intern, first time trying to, uh, let's see, share the screen.
0: No better way to doing that now.
1: Uh, host disabled participant screen sharing.
0: Oh. Do- <laughs> So I'm glad we're doing this right now So we are going to go a little bit over Because I so want to know what you're talking about here Uh, So hold on, give me a second How did I disable that? I shouldn't have disabled that Hold on Allow It doesn't allow me to to do it Huh Okay So no, it does not allow me to do it at at the moment (laughs) Didn't you, I thought you I could have sworn you you've you've shared sound and you've shared uh, stuff before. You haven't.
1: I have. Maybe maybe you have to change. Maybe I'm just a participant, and it has to be. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it has to be another setting. for
0: eh, no no no. So. I got you. I got you. Anyway, right.
1: Oh man that that really stinks.
0: So what were you gonna? So do? I
1: guess. Uh, yeah. Um, so there was a really great clip. There was a really uh, good good piece of episode 286 this last sunday in between jc and you our show uh, talking okay yeah your show okay i, I listen to that too i gotta <laughs> you know i listen to a flagship show Yeah, you kind of have so. to but okay <laughs> yeah, maybe not at the gym i mean that's awesome <laughs> to whoever listens to it at the gym uh-huh. um i need some like hardcore music to like get me to stay there okay um but usually you know it's uh i'm at the house doing laundry or i'm going on a walk with dogs you know that's like a good time for me to to listen to the flagship show. But okay. anyways, there was a uh, some dialogue between you and JC about um, programs for new employees and how you mentor them and make mm-hmm. sure that um, they succeed at work. And he pretty much was asking you, um, do you have a good program to make sure that your employees succeed? And then you went in depth into... Uh, information that you would or how you would you know make sure that your employees were successful mm-hmm. and so I was just wondering if maybe we could uh, go over one episode a game plan to make sure that your intern is successful and doesn't get fired you know what's ah. for me, what what <laughs> you uh, you know what I need to do to be successful in, okay. in the HR talk endeavors
0: so great call out great call out um have you ever seen the karate kid which one the first one? The only one. What the, oh, the yeah. hell you mean, which one? Well, you know what? No, one and two.
1: I thought maybe the, the one with uh, Jaden Smith you're talking about. Dave. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding.
0: Dave. No, no. Look, here. here's why I say that. Um, I, I'm just going to tell the story. About two years, three years ago, I was having a conversation with my team. Uh, um, about that, right? And and we're talking about old movies. And, um, actually, it was two years. It was when Cobra Kai first came out. When it wasn't a Netflix shit. It was on YouTube, right? And, um, and I saw the first season and I thought it was amazing. I thought it was the, it, it, it was just so well done. Cause I'm like, the Karate Kid, just leave it alone, right? But they really did a good job. Anyway, and, um, I've got a team of four people right and we're talking about old movies and i'm like so i'm telling them about kobra kai and they're like we've seen the karate kid and we've never ever um uh it's thought thought about johnny or this or that i'm like what do you mean so we kept talking back and forth i'm like what karate kid are you talking about and they came back and told me like no yeah the one with mr Miyagi, yeah jackie chang i'm like no no, that's not that's not the original Karate Kid, and they're like, "There's another one," and that's when I lost it, bro. And I'm like, "Oh my god, I I'm at that age. I'm at that age that my favorite movies that I grew up with are not recognizable um, to the people sure. I'm working with. So they thought the original one was with um, where where Mister Miyagi was um, uh, Jackie Chang and then Janis Smith. I I haven't seen that one anyway, uh, so because I just don't want anything taken away from the uh, from the first one. So thank you there, Dave. Um, what I was saying is is that um, right now it's a lot going on, right? And sometimes yes, the plan needs to be there, but just like Mister Miyagi was helping Daniel was helping Daniel's son uh, wax on wax off the car. That's exactly what's happening right now, brother. Right now. So okay. right now, once we're done here, we got to check on. Because this is training for you and for me, right? Because I didn't know that I had that disabled and I tried to do it on the fly and we couldn't do it. So it is what it is. Um, but yes, I agree with you. Let's go ahead and uh we, we can do an episode on how that game plan goes. As a matter of fact, I think this is a great segue to uh for next week so we can start talking about what how to put together a game plan. For a new associate or a new intern, that way in that game plan, they can go ahead. Well, they can be successful. There's a higher chance for them to be successful. It's not going to be hundred percent foolproof, but uh yeah, brother, uh, I appreciate that. So we are going to do that. We are going to do that next week. So that is going to happen. Um, yeah, because
1: that intern or that employee, what if they think they're doing a bang up job and like giving it their all, and they are doing like a lot of good stuff, but it's not what the corporation needs. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's that. Then it's not really the employee's fault. It's it's you know the the corporation, the manager, because they haven't sat down and said, "Hey, this is what we need from you. These are our expectations. You know, here are your parameters. You know, then they can be successful in the model that's there." Ooh, dude, so.
0: I'm getting goosebumps. This is right. So yeah, all right. We're definitely going to do that next week. So excellent call out. Excellent segue. One more thing I want to say before we uh, we uh, close down for the night. Um, Biasco Learning is going to be doing classes online. The next one is going to be um, on April 29th. And um, let me go ahead and show you how to get there, um, how to sign up, because it is going to be absolutely free. So the class, for you to sign up for the class, just go to uh, Biasco.com. And you'll see right there, once you get to the main page on the top, go to Biasco Learning Classes. And the next class is going to be on Thursday, April 29th. It's an hour and a half. It is 100% free. You don't have to pay for it, but we do have 100 spots available. When I launched this yesterday, um, uh, I have about 13 slots already taken, uh, but uh, this class is in four weeks. You'll be able to sign up, and it's five ways to build an HR team that doesn't suck free session. It's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be completely different than any webinar you have seen in the past. Um, I've got a couple of surprises in there, but go ahead and sign up. It's 100% free. Hopefully you'll like it, but you're going to start to see more classes like that um, in the near future. So with that said, that's it for us. Dave, any final words from you?
1: Hey guys, get a shot. Don't get a shot. Just do some research uh, so that you make an informed decision.
0: Research. It is. You sound like me, bro. Research. (laughs) All right, folks. Thank you very much. Remember, HR people, business leaders, people come to you with a concern about the COVID-19 vaccine and they have an ADA concern. Sit down, have a conversation. Have a conversation and get your and get your HR person or your attorney ready just in case. But if you sit down, you have a conversation with the associates, and it, nine times out of ten, if you're both be uh, you know um, are trying to do the right thing and you, you're you're coming to the conversation to the meeting with good faith effort to do the right thing, nine times out of ten, it's going to work out for you. That said, thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye. All right, there goes episode two eight seven. Thank you very much for sticking with us, even though we have some technical difficulties. We're going to keep doing this every week, and every week we'll get better. Thank you very much. See you next week. Good night.
1: On behalf of Ricky Baez, the entire HR Talk podcast team and crew behind the scenes, thank you very much for your time today. Drive safe. Have a good night.